Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Sarlos. I'm Kelly. Good morning. I'm Karen. We're going to start off with show notes as usual. Mm-hmm. Our evening with medium events um, are a no-go in 2021 so far. Like we promised, we'll keep you updated when we have more news about that. As of right now, nothing's too safe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Your turn. <laughs> I was so engrossed in that about... <laughs> How about the possibility of the shows continuing or not? My fingers are still crossed. Um, We have a second podcast series called Sips of Sanity, and it's all about emotional and intuitive intelligence. Kelly and I put together a toolkit for you. That runs the very first week of every single month, Monday to Friday. Those shows are about 10 to 15 minutes each. We make them short and sweet for you. Um, The very first show is always free and it's available on YouTube and at the website by sarlo.com. And the remaining four shows in that series each month is available at the website patreon.com forward slash by sarlo. Yes. And to chat just a little bit about uh, Patreon, it is an entire platform or portal. Mm -hmm. It's a membership portal, essentially, where you have an entire toolkit for emotional intelligence. So it's not just sips of sanity. There's reflective questions. There are habit trackers. Mm -hmm. We do guided journeys, kind of break that down with discussions so that you guys can get the most out of that experience. We now have an exciting book club this mm-hmm. this year. That's brand new. Yeah. And uh, that's had some really great response so far. So if you're interested, mm-hmm. you can join us on patreon.com forward slash by Sarlo. Mm-hmm. Um, we also have personal practices. You can book sessions with Karen or I through the website by Sarlo.com. You can also uh, buy gift certificates as well. So if you're looking to gift that to anyone anywhere in the world, you can do so via the website again. We are often asked if those sessions are just as accurate as the ones in person, and the answer is yes. Where you are located does not matter to the gifts that we have and how Kelly and I work with the spirit world. And those sessions are done by Skype, FaceTime, telephone, Zoom, WhatsApp, and Theralink. Lovely. What are we talking about today? This is a client session, and it goes into open. It's a female And we see each other through technology. So what would you like to call her? Jera. Oh, that's lovely. Right? I've never even heard of that name. Yeah. Okay. So Jera, age, well, maybe age doesn't really matter. Let's just go with this. So um, she asks for open and the spirit guides start off the session right away by saying to me, we're going to do some past lives for you. I didn't ask her for permission because she said, go open. So the guide said, we want you to discuss, in particular, um, past lifetimes where she was in in marriages. So I said, okay, show me, tell me, what does she need to know? And they said, well, she, she has a pattern in her marriages where she picks partners, whether she's male or female, where her partner um, diminishes her, mm. marginalizes her. I said, well, what do you mean? Well, I mean, and I know what that means, but... But in what way? Exactly. Because the client's going to ask that Mm -hmm. if that pertains to them and they feel it's relevant. And I said, so what do you mean? And they said, well, whenever she tries to think what she wants to do with her life for a career, they put her down that she's not smart enough to do it or she doesn't have the qualities for the job. And I thought, the qualities for the job. 
that's inter- That's an interesting statement. Mm-hmm. And they said, oh, that's it's relevant. So if she needs to have certain character traits for a position, and I said, will you give me an example? And they said, we will. She's been a, a lawyer before. In another life, not yeah. this one. Yeah. Okay. So I said, okay. I said, that's, that's very specific. Well, she's been a lawyer. And in that lifetime, her husband made, like, um, chewed away at her self-esteem and her self-confidence in her arguments. He tried to say that he was taking, oh, what's the... Devil's advocate. Thank you. <laughs> that he was going to play the devil's advocate, but he did it with the intention of actually tearing her to pieces so that she didn't have the confidence when she went mm-hmm. to actually do her job. Or he would say things to her at home, just between the two of them, like, oh, if you're cut out to do this, you're such a kind person. You're so giving. You're so gentle. At meaning... You're not ruthless. And to be a good lawyer, you have to be ruthless. And I, this isn't my opinion, and this isn't the spirit guide's opinions about lawyers. This is what her partner would do to her in past lives to undermine her confidence and her ability to do her job well. So I said, well, like, what's up with that? And they said, well, it's become a pattern. This is, this is what's going on is that it's now a pattern. No matter what career she picks, she's attracted to men that treat her this way or women who treat her this way, depending on what lifetime it is. So I said, okay, I said, do I start with that? And they said, yes, we want you to talk all about, um, the marriage first. We want you to talk about the qualities that she has. And I said, well, what qualities does she actually have? Well, she goes from lifetime to lifetime with with a good degree of IQ and a good degree of empathy and intuitiveness. And I said, well, that'd be fantastic for a lawyer. I don't get it. Isn't that the bomb? Mm-hmm. Like, isn't that what you want? Yes, but that's not what her partner has. So her partner shoots down the intuition, shoots down the empathy, and just goes after maybe she's not smart enough. Okay, and sorry, what is she trying to be in this life? Oh, this comes. So I I didn't ask that question at this point because they were talking about the marriage and they were talking about the patterns of marriages. Mm -hmm. So I said, okay, that's fine. Um, I didn't know if that was a pertinent example in this current lifetime or not about lawyer. Oh, okay, that's right. I lost. But it it was pertinent and and noteworthy to bring up that in these patterns, she has to be able to identify that she's people-pleasing her partner mm-hmm. and that it comes at the cost of her self-esteem. And as a result, it comes at the cost in these other lifetimes that she doesn't end up enjoying her job, she doesn't do well in it, when she does do well, he doesn't support her in it, or he does a little bit because it means it's a bit, it's money. Mm-hmm. So let's go ahead and buy that car. Let's go ahead and we'll, we'll, buy, we'll get the next home. But then it's, it's, um, it's a game where they'll step into a higher mortgage or they'll go into an, a bigger house or have more kids. But then it's like, I'm, I'm going to undermine your career. So if you don't make as much money, more responsibility is on me to do it. And I said, well, that's kind of messed up for the partner then. Wouldn't he want her to? 
Well, not if he's going to use that against her that she's not carrying her weight. Oh, man. So, you know, we know some of those terms, like that he's gaslighting her. And they said, but she's not aware of those terms. And she's not aware that she's in the same pattern again in this lifetime. And I'm like, oh, so all of this is being brought up because she's in this pattern again with another partner. Yes. And it's her responsibility to educate herself, to understand what he's doing to her. It's her responsibility to get the help to, to stop it. And now I'm not going to say to change him, Mm -hmm. but to stand up for herself or to make the necessary changes so that she is in a healthy relationship with herself. And then a healthy relationship on her own. And then the next step with a healthy partner, whoever, whomever that can be. So I thought, well, okay, I, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to tell her all of that. So I did. I said, Jara, I said, I'm getting past lives. And she went, okay. And I said, so you've given permission for open. I'm just going to launch into a past life. And she goes, absolutely. That's what I'm here for. You just go right ahead. So I told her all about this pattern and she didn't say much. She just went, okay. Um, And there was an openness that she was listening, but she didn't direct it or ask questions. So I just gave the information. And then she didn't ask any questions about the relationships or that past life. She said, what else do you get? And so I said, no problems. Am I remaining open? And she goes, yes. So then when I turned back to her spirit guides, they said, we're going to go into career. So I thought, okay. I don't even know if she's married or has a partner at this point. She hasn't worked to confirm anything? Nothing. Interesting. Nothing at all. She just went, okay. And, and I want to say it that way because she was purpose, I think purposely trying to be very neutral Mm -hmm. and that's fine. As long as she's saying continue, that's consent. So I said, I'm going to go back and whatever I get might not be a past life. I don't know. She goes, that's fine. Just whatever you want to do. So the spirit guides came in and said, we're going to do career. And I said, current life, past life, past life, but we want it to play out in this lifetime. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. What are we doing? Lawyer. Again? Like <laughs> another separate oh, lifetime? Yes. Okay. Oh, pardon me. L- l- no, Kelly. They they are referencing now current lifetime. Not an... Uh, um, oh, man. I am... Just give me one second here. Wildly lost. Okay. So the very first one was about... There is overlap. That's why. Mm-hmm. And you're, go- you're going to see it when, I go- when she starts to explain... So I'm just going to continue. How's that? I'm going to see if I can make all of this clear enough. So they come in and say lawyer. And I'm like, okay. So in the past lifetime, she was a lawyer. Her partner was a lawyer. Yes. That's not the one we're doing now. Which one are you doing? Well, we're going to say to you that she's lost in this lifetime. She wants to be a lawyer. Okay. She's married to a lawyer again in this lifetime. Okay. And what's going on? The same pattern, except that this time she's not already a lawyer. Hmm. She wants to become one. And he's telling her she doesn't have the character. 
He's doing the same things all over again, but this time she's paralyzed and can't get moving forward. So she feels that she's lost. She's calling you and asking you about career because she has a desire. She feels that this could be it, but she's second guessing it so bad that she's now in what we would call a paralysis. She's not working anywhere. And it's not just because of COVID days. She's not working. Um, she has not been working for years. She's fully dependent on her husband for finances. Her world is getting smaller and smaller um, socially. And, and she's her family is starting to um, express concern for her mental health because there's mm. depression and there's anxiety. So her parents have confronted her and said, this guy isn't good for you. You had dreams. Where did they go? You wanted to go to school to be a lawyer. You cannot live your life vicariously through him because he is one. He's not even the kind of lawyer you want to be. Hmm. And so I thought... In field of study or as in like the person? The person. Yeah. <laughs> very good. Very astute. Because he is a divorce lawyer. Mm-hmm. And so he makes sure that he comes home and says things to her like, oh, I'm taking this one to the cleaners. She's just so stupid. Oh, this can drag out for at least 10 sessions. This one can at least, oh my God, and, and at this many hours and at this much to get mm -hmm. to court, this is going to, oh my, babe, our vacation is paid for. So he very much sees his clients in terms of the money made. Mm -hmm and how much he can get out of them if they're not going to stand up to him and say I'm I'm not I'm not going to court eight times for this. Mm -hmm. There there isn't any reason for this. You push harder. You you create deadlines here. I'm I'm not here to play games in my divorce. So she has this this I want to help people. I don't want families to be destroyed in the process of a divorce that shouldn't be occurring. She has seen her friends go through divorces with healthy lawyers where it's done quick and easy. The lawyers handle it very professionally. Um, they deal with the narcissist in the relationship and they get the job done instead of letting the narcissist control the divorce proceedings mm -hmm. and how long and how much money. So she's smart enough to have seen all of this and learned it and that's not her cup of tea. Her purpose is to be ethical and to have um, right policies and procedures, I'll say, within herself, meaning her morals and her standards as to how I'm going to go about doing my job and how I'm going to react with my client and the other lawyer and the judge. And I, I'm not going to be like my husband. And he thinks, that's a wimp. Ugh, you're going to get played. Oh, the other lawyers are just going to take advantage of you. You'll have no clients. He tries to convince her there's no point in her going even in learning how to do this because she won't even have clients. So her, her parents have heard these arguments and they, they have taken her aside and said, this isn't your character. Like, what are you even doing with this type of person? Good on them. This isn't even who you are and what you stand for and who you want to be. What attracted you to this type of person? And we realize you're attracted to him because it's the same kind of career that you want. But then if that's true, why aren't you actually in school? 
And when, when they go to ask her these questions, when her friends push her to the wall and say, another year? Hello, 2021. Another year? No education? Have you registered? Have you applied? Like, what's going on? She just hems and haws, and they see her slipping and slipping and slipping mm-hmm. into this abyss of, well, I don't know. And then she just want, she just really doesn't talk about much other than that she just doesn't have the energy or she's too busy, but there's lots of diversions. Mm-hmm. And sometimes she's quite honest about the conversations with her spouse, and then the friends, like I'll say, challenge her. And her parents challenge her. So when someone challenges her too much, she pulls back and pulls away from them because she feels shame. So the guide said, you need to deal with how he plays on the fact that her shame is what's creating her paralysis. And she, because she doesn't, she can't put her finger on it. She's thinking you're going to do medical intuitive and that she has something wrong with her physically even though doctors are saying there's nothing wrong. So she's waiting for you to step into medical intuitive and we got nothing for you. You're not doing medical intuitive. There is nothing physically wrong with her. This is all her husband's behavior. And the fact that she has core beliefs there that he's triggering. And if she never gets to the root of what those core beliefs are, because her friends, her parents while concerned, aren't addressing her core beliefs. Mm-hmm. So she just sits in the shame game and doesn't get down deep enough into what she's truly believing about what a marriage is, what being single is, what a healthy relationship is. What a lawyer is. What a lawyer <laughs> Yeah. And, and, and fundamentally who she is, mm-hmm. right? So they said, you need to have like this deeper conversation with her and give her these tools. And the tools can be that she suggests, they suggest that she goes to therapy, a certain kind of therapy. Um, Ah, which kind? Someone's listening to this show going, fuck, that's me. And I might not want to be a lawyer, but I've got shame paralysis. So what therapist? Oh, that's really cool. Okay. Um... You have to remember where 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 we are in the story after. Um, that's risky. <laughs> that's ri- yeah, that's risky for both of us. I to get your point. You know, Kelly, do you have an answer for that? Because I think I have a couple, but like, I think it's perfectly hidden depression mm-hmm. as as part of it. And I would think of a Dr. Margaret Rutherford, that kind of person. And I I would think of her podcast, but I also think of like Dr. Sue Johnson with uh, Hold uh, hold Me Tight, mm-hmm. um, where she needs to understand what's going on in the conversations and her attachment, the attachment theory, and why she's attached to a certain personality mm-hmm. so that she doesn't leave this lawyer husband and go to another something husband with the same attachment theory. Mm-hmm. So that's called EFT, I think. Yeah, so I'm asking the question so that people can know how to research properly. Oh, I because love it. Because you brought up a really uh, really important point about the fact that this is not medical intuitive. Yeah. This is not something physical that's going on that's keeping her from being in school or moving forward. Mm-hmm. And so it's not where she needs a diagnosis or a necessary prescription. Right. And so that rules out the need for a psychiatrist. 
mm-hmm. because they'll make it medical by introducing chemicals into the body. Oh, and that, yeah, she does not need that. Mm-hmm. And that will likely interrupt and cause problems for someone who doesn't need a prescription. Yeah. So I'm offering for people to begin looking up psychotherapist mm, or a psychologist. psychologist with mm-hmm. qualifications in different areas so that you guys can listen to these shows and pull out what the qualification would be. So if you've got sexual mm. trauma, look for sexual abuse therapy. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for, you know, marriage and relationship issues, a marriage counselor. Yeah. Where you're you know keywords to to type in. Right. And and I'm going to suggest and, and I of course we all love to hear about the books, the podcasts. Because some people will start, get a little bit of knowing in it, and that helps them choose their person. Yes, but no. Okay. Because you can find your person, quote unquote, in your books and mm. you know have your authors on your team and, and refer to them. But many of the people that we're bringing onto the show and referring to are American. And whether, pardon me, I want to start that sentence over. If you don't reside in the state that they practice, right. you can't reach out to them to counsel you. And so you're starting from square one. So you might really love what a Dr. Mar- Margaret Rutherford brought to the table and think, she's my girl. I did. And then she says, no, I'm sorry. I can only counsel within these two states. That's where her license is. They don't have the same rules as we do here in Canada. And if you're listening abroad, which many people are, then you're in an even tougher position. So if you at least know how to get onto Google and type in proper words for what you're looking for as you resonate with the stories and the issues, then you're one step ahead. Okay. Then they would have to put in their Google search the location of where they are to get their person to. Correct. But then yeah. also, wit, and I mean, Google will do that for you because they're pinging wherever your your location is when you sign into a device. But I really mean the keywords that you're typing in for a therapist. Oh, I see what you're saying. I got confused. I thought, okay. You've clarified. I'm just going to move on. Yeah, about the qualifications. Right. Okay. And that you're also saying that they need to have the person in the right location. Mm -hmm. You're saying two things are important. That's great. Are we good with that point? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a good um, conversation about resourcefulness. Okay. Um, All right. So where are we in the story, Karen? Yeah, there's lots in this one. Um, So then I explained this to her. So everything I just said about career, I then explained to Jera, and that's when she begins interacting in the, in the session. And she just kind of does, you know, a sweep of her hair back and she goes, okay, okay, we're going to hit pause. And I said, okay, you take the lead. Tell me what you need. Oh, she says, I just need to tell you a few things. She says, the past life regression, I just thought was going to be interesting. She goes, I didn't realize you were going to pull out what I'm going through in my current life. Mm -hmm. She goes, this is blowing me away like a lot. She said, because I called for two reasons. My marriage is a shit show. And she says, I cannot believe that you identified lawyer. My husband's a lawyer and he is a divorce and a divorce lawyer. And she said, and you also nailed it in career because I want to be a lawyer. And you nailed it in regards to the fact that I am being uh, controlled. This is how she said it. I am being controlled by him and I'm not getting the education that I want. And I'm starting to understand more from what you've said 
that it's up to me to choose my own education and go get it. And that's what my friends and my parents have been trying to tell me. And it's what I've been running from because it means I have to run straight into him. Hmm. And I went, that is really well said. That is, that is perfect. And she goes, because it means that finally right here in this moment with a, with a complete stranger, you're identifying, first of all, that I have beliefs about myself that my husband is using against me. And I said, that's correct. And she says, and you're also telling me it's a freaking pattern from past lives. So that means it's my shit that I attracted it. And she goes like this to me, that is not the law of attraction I learned. Correct. <laughs> yeah. She said, the, and she's wagging her finger, but it's just comical. She's not like, she. you can hear she's angry. But you can see she's not angry at me. She's positively engaged. Yes. And she's going, well, that is not what that book said. That is not what those guys on that, those podcasts said. She goes, I've been watching and I'm not, I'm not going to name anybody in this show of who she's been following. She names the people she's been following. And she says, that's not what they're saying about the law of attraction and abundance. They're saying that, and then she goes into the quick line of, if you think about it hard enough and long enough and you visualize it in enough detail, you get what you want. It reminds me of like Matilda, you know, it's like, are you really going to like stare at the paper over there and think like, if I want it, if I think about it hard enough and long enough, it will come over to me. Yeah. Well, like really and truly, that's what people are trying to talk about in the law of attraction of is like telekinesis. Yes. And it's not, she says, so what I'm understanding is from what you've said about my past lives is that I attracted this person to me because of my patterns and my beliefs. Yes. I think you made a really, really great distinction here. And I'm hoping it's not lost on people, but just in case it is, this is the role I play in the podcast is to spell it out for you. It's not about your desires. The law of attraction is what your belief systems are attracting and then the lessons that you need to learn from them. You got it. And it's important to make that distinction because if you end, well, there are other circumstantial things that happen because of other people's decision. And it's not about the law of attraction and what we wanted or desired. And we have to pull those things apart so that we don't sit in the shame of when unfortunate things happen to us or we don't get the things that we desire. was a good lesson. It was a good chat. She get she she could understand because the guides presented the past lives mm -hmm. that hold up. This is in conflict with what I've been sitting here thinking. Mm -hmm. So she's been going to her classes and I don't want to pick anybody to think I'm picking on meditation. She goes to her classes where she's working on certain things. So she says to me, I go to my yoga, I go to meditation. Those are all good things. But she's going, and while she's there, she's thinking that if I just think about um, being warm and fuzzy with my partner, we'll be warm and fuzzy. And that is not the pattern they're playing out and the lessons they're learning. So she goes, so I'm literally spending all of my money and wasting. I said, oh, no, you're not wasting it. Yoga's still good. <laughs> you might be visualizing something that you're, you can't get to right now because you have other work to do, 
but your yoga pose certainly is going to do you some good. Mm-hmm. You're going to meditation and you might be meditating on something that is in complete contrast to the beliefs that you're, that you believe in and what you're going to create, but you're still learning to meditate and change your breathing. And you're still getting some benefits out of it. Oh, and you're still learning about what you desire. Yeah. So I said, it's not, it's not, don't throw the baby out with the bath water. That's my favorite expression. I, okay. I want to congratulate you for a second here because you often mess up cliches and I, there's a bingo square that says Karen messes up a cliche. And I feel like people might've been hovering over it and did not have the opportunity to put their dabber on it. I practiced. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I had to practice. Okay. <laughs> well, you nailed it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, okay. Uh, well, I like it because it simply means, Kelly, don't throw everything out. There's mm-hmm. good in things, right? So the point is for, for Jared to find the good in everything and take that out of it. So we had some, we had some work moments. I don't, I didn't know what to call them. I was going to call them good moments, but I'm going to call them work moments. And you can see where Jarrah is giving it her best to Take what's coming from the guides about her past lives or a past life, what she is learning about marriage, her marriage and her own patterns instead of his stuff. Mm -hmm. What is actually her responsibility in a relationship to her own self? What's my goal? Why is this person my partner? What is it about me that picks this? What is it about me that thinks these types of conversations are worth sticking around for? Great question. And what am I getting out of it to stay here? Oh, even better. Right? Mm -hmm. So we went over those good moments together. And then she said, okay, and I love what you did about the career. So you're saying in in, in a past life, I'm a lawyer. So I know how to do this. Is this then just that I've been a, a lawyer in a past lifetime and this is just some of my old stuff? Or am I supposed to do it again? Another good question. Isn't that lovely? Mm-hmm. So the the guide simply said to her that she wrote in, doesn't have to be lawyer per se. It can be arbitration. It can be um, somebody law. who goes into law as an assistant to a lawyer, judge. Like there's a lot, there were a lot of different options here. It didn't have to just be just lawyer. Um, it even went so far a little bit as into like some social work, but where she could work within a court system mm-hmm. or like a children's aid group where there are laws involved and that she would be a good person in a children's aid organization to liaise with legal systems. I think that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was excited about that, but I got to tell you when we ended the phone call, she was gangbusters for lawyer. Okay. That's, that's where, if, if anybody's listening and thinks, but, but what did Jarrah pick? She really wanted to go down that road and do that again. I also want to say it doesn't matter. Doesn't. Because, but, you know, you can get off the phone and be gung-ho for a certain career. Yeah. And when you get into the actual study, as many people know, if you've gone to college or university, you begin and you're like, oh, fuck, that's not what I meant. Mm. Or that's actually not what I'm passionate about. I like this avenue. Mm-hmm. And that's where she may find her branch of law instead of lawyer. And she may be gung-ho the entire time. It doesn't matter. It's about the discovery process. Yeah. 
And I think that little conversation around that it's not important that it's lawyer, it's important that it's laws and the legal part that hopefully she'll remember when she goes through that process, right? So then she said, could you go back and just go open again? And the guides, when I went back to the guides, they said, yes, um, we now want to talk about therapy. And so I said, well, what, what do you want me to tell her? And they said, well, we want, we want to affirm that we're here. We want her to know um, that her spouse is going to go to therapy. He's going to go with her. If she goes to, she says, we need marriage counseling. He'll be like, yep, sure, whatever you want, babe. Because it's going to be, yes, I'm going to go. And I'm, because I need to know what the therapist is telling you and I need to handle this. So I said to the spirit guides, does he feel that he can handle a therapist? <laughs> no, I'm assuming that's a yes answer, but I want them to answer me. Mm-hmm. And so the guide said, absolutely. He handles psychiatrists. He handles the, the PhDs, the DRs, however you want to call all of this. He, get, he can get anybody on the stand and do whatever he wants to them. Discredit them. He, he thinks he knows. Because ironically, there's no law against it. <laughs> yeah. So he thinks that he can handle them because he handles them in court. Mm-hmm. So he, and, and he wants to know um, what they're telling her so that he can undermine it when they get home. And and also that he can undermine the therapist and their credentials or the way that they speak. He'll find something to say, the way they dress, the way they sit, the terms they use. Like he'll find ways to make sure that he does to them exactly what he does to her. Mm -hmm. He will marginalize them. And because she's used to it, she will allow him to do it to them. And I said, what do you want me to do with that? And they said, well, it would be interesting. It would be interesting to have him go to therapy so that the psychologist could see him do it and then put him in his place so that his wife could see, Jera could see, that in actuality, he can't do it to everybody. She should actually see a good therapist be able to handle him in a very good way. And then come out of it and actually get some do- some work done together. And I thought, oh. And then the, I was ready to say that. And then the guide said to me, but not all therapists are capable of handling him. So this is going to be iffy. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, God, so how do I explain this to her? And they said, just like that, just the way we told you. Don't, don't, don't do anything any differently than what we've said. Explain that to her that he under, he marginalizes her and explain what we said. So I did. I just said it exactly. And she sat there and looked at me, and you could see her steaming. <laughs> Good. Yeah. It's yeah. Worthy of esteem. Yeah. And I said, so you can do what you want with that. The guides just want you to be prepared so you can observe him. And she went, just had this look on her face like, say What? And I said, they want you to know ahead of time, if you choose to go to marriage counseling together, they want you to be prepared so that you watch that behavior when it presents itself. So that you really do turn and watch the, the psychologist or your therapist 
focus on every tool that they're using and then make an appointment with them to get those tools. But we also want you to be aware of the fact ahead of time that that's your husband's plan of attack. And we want you to be aware that when you get into the car or the elevator, because it's going to happen quickly, exactly the behavior he's going to do to undermine your therapist or to build them up if they like what they've said to you in terms of that they're, they're working, they're getting you to work on something he knows that he can destroy. So it's all going to be a matter of a chess game. And she went, a chess game? And I said, yeah, actually, that's a really good analogy, like step for step. Mm -hmm. And she went, okay, uh, I think I've heard what I needed to hear. And I went, what do you mean? And I'm thinking, oh my God, maybe I've just given the right analogy from the guides a chess game. And she went, yeah, I don't want my marriage to be a chess game. Good. Finally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just going to say finally, because I think the way that the guides maneuvered all of it, from the marriage to the career to the therapy and how they presented every single thing and all these little aspects mm-hmm. and how they plant, they, I, I'm going to say how they planted a seed in her so that she could sit there and go, okay, observation skills, something I'm not doing. I'm so involved in my own mess. I'm not observing what my husband's doing to me. I get so into my own feelings. She's so empathic. She's so emotional. Not to say emotions are not bad, but they're so not good. Unleashed. Pardon me. I feel like you meant to say not to say that they're not good. Oh, right. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Thank this you. Is everything we don't stand for. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Thanks for being on that. Um, like her her emotions are good. It's just that she's she's so buried in them that she's not seeing his behaviors and she's not being logical. She's so in the deep soup of them. Well, I would like to clarify this. I don't think that it's that she's so in her emotions. It's that she's so buried in abuse. True. That she's accepted the abuse as the truth and is having those feelings. All the time. That's my point. Better said than me. Okay. Because if someone's just like, oh, well, she's empathic, as you mentioned, and she's in those feelings, she's not being a good observer. No, no. The feelings she's in are as a result of the abuse that she's accepted as the truth. And so if she's coming back, as you mentioned, to the Mm -hmm. belief system to challenge it and go, no, that abuse is not the truth. I'm not standing for this. Then the emotions that she had as a result change. And those emotions allow her to not be in a paralysis. Exactly. And that's what she needs therapy for. Mm -hmm. So the next part of the session went to... I'll say therapy again, but this time it was if she's going to go to therapy for marriage counseling, she also needs, well, regardless, she needs to do therapy for herself. So she went, I'm supposed to do two kinds of therapy. And I said, well, I don't know if it's called two kinds, but you need to be seeing a therapist just for yourself to be able to understand the forms of verbal abuse to be able to understand your attachment style, to be able to understand how to set boundaries. And she goes, well, you can say that again. I've got no boundaries. 
She goes, I, I can set them with my parents by saying, you know, I, don't talk to me about my marriage. But then I go home and I just stay buried in the abuse of it. And I said, yes. So and you, that's not a boundary. That's a brick wall. That's different. She thinks, she thinks she's setting boundaries with her parents. And this is why she needs to go to counseling. Mm-hmm. So that she can understand what healthy boundaries are. Well, luckily, we have scripts on healthy boundaries that came out this January. Oh, yeah. And if people are interested in those, wherever you're at in your journey, mm-hmm. you can find them on Patreon. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm, I'm going to kind of wrap it up at that because that was an hour. Mm-hmm. It, it, it took us, you know, I'm, I mean, it's almost taken us an hour just to explain it. No, it hasn't. Oh. <laughs> I mean, not in the editing world. In the recording world, yes. <laughs> okay, thanks. People are like, no, what? <laughs> it's only been 20 minutes. Um, this took us an hour. Mm-hmm. It took an hour for her to be able to put the pieces together. That's a good thing. That's mm-hmm. a good thing. And and you know what? We just made light of, of time and whatnot. But if you're if you're sitting there thinking like, oh, well, what length of time should I book for a session? An hour is great because we can ask one question, take time to digest the answer. Mm-hmm. And move forward and be thoughtful in how you want to proceed in your session. Mm -hmm. It's a good thing to pace yourself. Mm -hmm. Instead of thinking, I'm not getting enough done, that took a whole hour. Mm -hmm. At the end of her session, Jara says to me, you know what, Karen? She says, "Um, I've got friends and I've got family members that see you and Kelly. And she said, I know you have podcast shows and I've never seen them. She says, I haven't checked any of that out. She says, but I was told to call and to go open. And she says, some of them... You know, they all gave me different stories as to why an open session. And some of them didn't do open and they loved their sessions. Yeah. They came, they saw you guys, they said what they wanted and they liked that too. But I got told over and over again to go into an open session and I would get what I need. Mm. And she said, I have a feeling I'm beginning, like I'm starting to understand now why they told me that because I could have come in and just asked you a question about my marriage and I might not have got the very same thing coming from my past lives. Well, and especially if you're asking a shitty question, not to be rude, True. but many of us don't know how to ask good questions. Mm-hmm. And if you really don't know what the bottom line issue is in the marriage, you won't ask a good question. Yes. Yeah, she could have asked the question, am I supposed to stay or leave? Yeah. In- and that actually did not come up in this, in this podcast at all. Exactly. Yeah. And she did not ask. Yeah. And that's my point is that a lot of people, they, they want information, but they're afraid of the answer. And so they won't ask a good question on purpose. Mm -hmm. And I like the fact that they gave her that information and she sits there and says, I don't want to play a chess game. Mm -hmm. My marriage shouldn't be about what move he makes and what move I make as counter moves and attack moves. Mm-hmm. It, this was supposed to be about a partnership together. Mm-hmm. And this has become, for him, well, for both of them, but what he wants is what he's doing in court. He wants to win. And prolong. And prolong and drag out and abuse. And unfortunately, for his, he picked a career that's going to allow him to get away with it. Mm-hmm. Sadly. And in the process, he's going to get to abuse a lot of clients and the other lawyers and their clients, Mm -hmm. unless the other lawyers and the judges just sit down and and recognize what he's doing and hold him accountable. And I really, I really don't know if they do or they don't in that, in that, um, career. I really don't Mm -hmm. understand it. 
there's so many clients that call and ask us for help because that legal system seems to be broken. I don't think it's broken. I think it's set up for a reason. Hmm. I'm not saying it's good or healthy, but I mean, that's a system that was put in place to help particular people. Mm. Mm -hmm. So that was her session. And I, you know, at the very end of it, Jared just kept saying to me, I'm glad I went open. I would do this again. Hmm. I would suggest open to other people because you get exactly what you need. Now I understand it. And I said to her, it might be good for you at the end of this session um, to sit down and write what you got out of it. Like hmm. what you actually think you learned. What were your real takeaways? Is it, are you actually going to write down that you're not going to play chess? Are you actually going to write down that you're not going to participate? Do you really understand that he he tries to marginalize you and that is the game? That is a marriage for this person? Mm -hmm. So if you go to therapy on your own, are you going to sit down and say, I pick partners who marginalize me? What's up with that? Can we work on the beliefs that I've got around that? Like, are you actually going to write that down and do the work? Or do you walk away and say, hey, I got what I needed, but I'm just going to go right back into it, fight again with him and continue it. But this time, know it and be more and more depressed. And I said, so today is like, it's a day here. You know, the sun is shining in your world. I don't mean outside here locally. I mean, the sun is shining Mm -hmm. and, and meaning that there's a light on some of these issues. And he's going to want to turn those lights off and go, uh, uh-uh. She has seen too much. Yep. And you have to decide, no, no, keeping the light on. See what you're doing. Aha, see what you're doing again. Oh, I'll see it again this evening. Might have to see it five times in five minutes. Mm-hmm. And I said, it's important for you to count in a day how many times you have to see the light so that you understand why you are so paralyzed with fatigue and confusion, Mm -hmm. that this is an endless assault. Mm -hmm. That was a punchy way to end. Yeah. And yes, it is punchy. And I understand that. And I think it's important that it is and that it's not. I wasn't complaining. Okay, good. Because she has to walk away really knowing how serious it is. Mm-hmm. I just meant I meant the term that you chose, not the not the overall message. Oh, when you said okay. it's endless assault, I think if people are like, "Holy shit!" and then the podcast ended, it's a good. Hopefully, that thing sat with you. Those last couple right. words, yeah. yeah, endless assault. Yeah, yeah. And what belief drives that? Mm-hmm. That you think you deserve it. That you think you wrote your path to live it. Well, kudos. To you mm-hmm. as a psychic, mm-hmm. to you as someone who offers past life regression. Mm, I love them. That was a big job. Uh, thank you. I I find when people go into open sessions, I look over at the guides like, past lives, please. <laughs> but I know that doesn't mean I'm going to get them just because I'm like, can we? <laughs> mm. I know that doesn't mean I'm going to get it. They might just go, no, Karen, medical intuitive. No, we have, or whatever it is. But I just, oh man, I just love doing them because it, it's an opportunity for so much growth and so much learning if that's what the person can handle. Cool. And I understand Jera, obviously, 
could handle it. She got a lot of it. Mm -hmm. Thank you. I hope to God she goes to law school and we have a good lawyer out there. Mm -hmm. One with empathy and intuition and uh, IQ and has been through enough of her own abuse to understand it so that she can be a lawyer to say, "Eh -eh. my client's partner is a narcissist and we're not going to go through this. He's not going to continue to abuse my client. That's enough. Break the system and rewrite it. Yeah, we need the Jarrahs to step up and get into the legal system or the ones that are in it to stand up and look at the other lawyer and go, no, your client's a narcissist. No. Also, I don't give a fuck if you want to put a new pool in. This client is over today. Yes. We need this at least locally, <laughs> meaning Ontario, meaning Canada. People are like, where do you live? Yeah. I'd, and you know what? Global clientele. Yeah. People can't think, oh God, where does she live? North Bay, Ontario. What shitty lawyers? No, no. We have clients all over the world. Mm-hmm. This is not about our city. This is not about our local group of lawyers. This is about the institution. Mm-hmm. Like and the Jarrahs. Yeah. Sorry. No, go right ahead. What were you going to say? No, I was just asking if we were good for today. Yes. Kelly, I felt so happy. I just want to end on that. Okay. (laughs) I want, uh, yes. It's, um, she left that session with a different kind of energy than the lady, the Jera that I met at the beginning. Good for you. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. So if you guys have questions or comments about today's show, you can email us at info at If you have time today, we welcome you to subscribe to the YouTube channel or to whatever podcast platform you're listening on. That just helps us have a wider reach with these messages and the content. So thank you in advance for that. We also welcome you to join us on patreon.com forward slash There's a bunch of different tiers that you can look into for monthly benefits for emotional and intuitive intelligence, as well as our book club that started this week, or actually, yeah, this week. Um, And that is an intuitive and emotional intelligent book club. Super unique, very excited about it. We welcome you to join us. Have a great Saturday.